This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Gordon Damer, how are you? Larry Hardesty, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. So who were you today? Were you Roddy Roddy Piper? Were you <laughs> Hulk Hogan? Were you uh, that that great For, Beaver Center number forty two, or uh, were you Rocky? Teen Wolf? No, I, I oh, was uh, Wolf, I was right. uh, I played an, an Uber driver today, Larry. I was oh, driving okay. the kids here and driving the kids there. No, no Halloween uh, celebration this year. No parties this year. Very quiet Halloween. Uh, okay. Maybe I'm a little too old for that now. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, nothing, nothing special. But uh, did get a nice little uh, Nick victory tonight, which was, was absolutely nice. yeah. Oh, that was that Much was needed. my Halloween. Oh, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Gordon, I dressed up as a doorman. Oh, okay. And that's what I did when mm-hmm. they came to trick or treat. I opened the door and gave him candy. <laughs> you know, I was saying to my wife tonight, I I don't think that we've ever lived in a neighborhood that's had kids come for, for trick-or-treating. We did not no have kidding. a single kid come to the door tonight. Now, I don't wow. know if this is a, only a Jersey thing mm. or if this is a, a, a new age kind of thing, but in our town, for whatever wow. reason, I think other towns are like this, there's like a designated block or two yes. that everybody – it's not like people tell them to go. It's just that yeah. this is what has happened over time. Everybody just happens to go to this area – and we ain't the area, so uh, <laughs> we did not see a single kid tonight. It's funny. As it got later, they got bigger and more crowded. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> right. We had, uh, you know, the, the the fun bunch came early. Mm-hmm. That's always you know, fun. Yeah, with the nice cool. little cute outfits mm-hmm. and yep. everything. And then we had a transitional period where we had uh, we the, the best costume tonight. I was going to ask you was a person that dressed up as, now this is going to make some people nervous because I know some kids hate clowns, Mm -hmm. but this person dressed up as a clown and they were, Gordon, they were outstanding. Really? Oh, it was fabulous. Now, was it a scary clown or was it just a regular clown? Regular smiling clown. Okay. And uh, it looked, I think his older sister came and she was Raggedy Ann. Oh, wow. It's a real blast from the past. Google it. I know uh-huh. who Raggedy Ann. What's that? R- Raggedy Google Ann. What the heck Google is this? Boy, <laughs> we're even it. older than we are. We usually are, right? <laughs> yeah. So it was a lot of fun. And, that's uh, awesome. And, and thank God they took the candy. So so my right. Dentist that's not the be, problem. You know, this way my dentist won't go to Tahiti. Exactly. That, that's what always, that was the problem for the first couple of years. <laughs> we were we were buying all this candy and then nobody would come. And then you know who ate it? The garbage can. Me. I, I would be <laughs> ended up eating it all week. So exactly. Yeah, and, and you know, and you know, you know what the misses do? They put it in an area where you walk by, you got to go. Oh it. yeah, yeah. Well, it, my wife is smart enough now. She, I don't like anything with nuts, peanuts, any kind of nut thing. So she uh-huh. buys things with nuts, so she knows I won't touch those. So nice. That's that's at least a bonus that we have now. All right. So now, so the Damer household, they don't trick. They didn't trick or treat. They were too busy the, doing my daughter. Activities. My daughter was trick or treating. My son okay. is. He's going to be sixteen uh, next month. So oh, he's so. he's a little bit. He's out of the game now. You know, yeah. he's out of the. He's had his run. He's mm-hmm. uh, he, he's had his highlights, and uh, now it's time to kind of hang it up. He's a working man. He's a working man now. Yep. Yeah, he's a working man now. He's a working man. Well, uh, Gordon, let's talk about some of the things that we're going to chat about for the next hour or so here on 98.7 ESPN with our top stories of the day. Well, Gordon, it was the, the NFL trade deadline today, and I got to say, what is Washington doing, Gordon? Are, don't they think they have a shot? Well, apparently they don't because they let two of their key players go. Commanders traded uh, Chase Young to the 49ers for a third-round pick. That's, that's unbelievable. It's the highway robbery. It's unbelievable. And then they also um, traded Montez Sweat to the Bears for a 2024 second-round pick. So what, 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 I know both of them are in the last year of their contract, Gordon, but that's a, those are two big opportunities. Can you imagine Chase Young on the Niners' front? That's a defense that could be – the yeah. Ravens. <laughs> well, I mean, they their window, the Niners' window is now, and it's closing. So, and and yeah. this is what you get when you have a quarterback who's not making any money. I think I think Brock Purdy makes like a million dollars. So they can use that money, and and they certainly are. They got a lot of skill position. They got a lot of high price talent, but it's not going to last forever. So they're going for it now. So I completely understand the move for them, and for Washington with new ownership, it seems like change is coming to Washington. I think the coach is going to be gone. I think that they're going to re, uh, 
reimagine what a, a good team looks like and, mm -hmm. and where to sink resources. They sank a lot of resources into that defensive line with, with mixed results. And they could delude themselves and think, you know what, we could be in it this year. We could do this. We could do that. But they're, I think that they took the right approach. They're not real contenders. They might be okay. They could get in the playoffs, but then be you, – you can make the – with as many teams making the playoffs, not all teams that make the playoffs are contenders. Right. Right? You have to have so many in each, in each conference. You have to have seven. So uh, I think that Washington read the room correctly, and they, they got back some, some valuable pieces, and they realized the, the work that's still to come. Vikings trade for Joshua Dobbs with Kirk Cousins out for the season. So now they've got kind of a crowded quarterback room there, Gordon. Uh, but here's a young man who showed what he could do for the Cardinals. And now I kind of understand why he didn't uh, play last week. <laughs> right. I was I, There was a lot of rumors about Jameis Winston maybe yes. going to Minnesota. I was kind of hoping that Jameis would get – because he does have talent. He turns the ball over way too a much. Lot. But he's way better than just a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I would have liked to seen him there, but uh, what man, what a weird year for Joshua Dobbs. He gets yeah, traded really. right before the season starts. He gets uh, he gets to the, the, to be the starting quarterback. We all think that they're going to be terrible. He's actually halfway decent. Now he's off to Minnesota. What a strange year for that guy. And the Buffalo Bills acquired cornerback Rasul Douglas in the trade with the Packers. Bills send a 2024 third-round pick to the Packers for Douglas and a 2024 fifth-round pick. And Listen, the way that the Bills have suffered defensively with all the injuries, mm -hmm. this was a sorely needed upgrade for them in the secondary. Yeah, no question. I thought maybe there might be a match with the with the Giants because of the, mm. the relationship, Joe Shane, maybe a Dory Jackson, but uh, their one move was uh, Leonard Williams, and that was it. So, um, But the Bills definitely needed some secondary help, so they helped themselves with Douglas. Yep, they definitely did. Uh, Giants and Raiders this week. Uh, by the way, Gordon, you know that there's going to be uh, a, 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 a a halftime salute to Harvey Cruz on his birthday. Uh, Is that right? For, yes, for Giants and Raiders. Yes, yes. We're gonna, that Harvey's might be gonna, the highlight of that game. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's Giants and Raiders, let's be That's honest. It. Yeah. As, as Harvey says, it's the toilet bowl on his birthday. Uh, Tommy DeVito signed to the active roster. Matt Barkley. Another one of those great USC quarterbacks mm -hmm. headed to the practice squad. And, of course, for the Jets, who were um, made some moves today, which they had to do, they signed uh, excuse me, offensive lineman Roger Safford, two-time Pro Bowler, to the practice squad along with defensive lineman Jalen Holmes. They are to replace Al Woods, who's on the IL, on the IR. And, Gordon, you know, it was an underrated loss for, about Al Woods, but he, the Jets had some issues stopping the run. He... It's going to be worse now because he did a decent job in helping them stop the run. It feels like all the jet injuries are just the guys are just gone for the season. Like they yeah, never have exactly. an injury where a guy's gone for a week or two. It's like, oh, he's done. He's gone. It's like Survivor. It's like yeah, who's going to be the left man, last man on the island? Yeah. Yeah. No question. So Tenzel Smart and uh, Dennis Kiley are also added to the active roster for the Jets. And the game you heard right here on 9870 Yes Man Paddle Keith and. Uh, <laughs> Alan Hahn on the call. Knicks with a 109-91 win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. And, Gordon, this would have been a tough one to lose because there's so many people out for Cleveland. Yeah, they're really banged up. Uh, that was a win that you and, – and the difference between 1-3 and three and 2-2. Two and two. Oh, it sounds ridiculous, difference. but you know Nick fans. At oh, one and three, the, the panic meter would be shooting through the top of the thermometer. Yes. At two and two, it's probably still really high with Nick fans because they're Nick fans. But at, at least they can take a little bit of a breath and and realize that they didn't lose the Cavaliers in the first of this home and home. Now look, and, and this is going to be kind of psycho for me as a Nick fan. But I'm just going to tell you, Gordon, they got to win tomorrow night too. I, I want the back-to-back -back win mm -hmm. because Friday they've got they've got you know Milwaukee in this basketball cup. November thing that they're doing. Oh, huge! Who's usually important? Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. Huge. Uh, it's a priority. Uh, -huh. uh, you know, so you know, uh, and I they need this other win because I don't know what's happening at with the cup and who they're going to face and all this other stuff. So I'm, I I want to win tomorrow night as well. Yeah. Uh, well, you'd like to get a little bit of breathing room here, right? Yes. I mean, you got the Clippers coming up, uh, so that's another one that uh, yeah. you, you're worried about. So. Um, 
generally the Knicks kind of they kind of find their. It's almost like a fighter, like <laughs> feeling things yep. out in the early going in the early That's rounds. Right. They're kind of finding their way. Well, they found their way tonight. They were the far more physical team. Uh, Cleveland really didn't have any answers. The Knicks pretty much. I mean, it doesn't sound like a 109-91 sounds like a, a routine score, but uh, the Knicks really kind of cruised in this one after halftime. No doubt. And speaking of the Clippers, Gordon, uh, note to Philly. Can you help us out and, and make this trade like at like 11.30 instead of announcing right, it at 2 a.m.? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, could, could you help us out here? Anyway, Clippers acquired 10-time All-Star James Harden in the blockbuster trade with the 76ers. They sent Harden, P.J. Tucker, uh, and, a couple, and a couple of other players to the Clippers for Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, K.J. Martin, a 2028 unprotected first-round pick, two second-round picks, a 2029 pick swap, and an additional first-round pick from the Oklahoma City Thunder. I woke up, Gordon, I think it was about 2.30 because I thought I heard somebody shouting and jumping up and down. Mm -hmm. It was Buddha. It was Buddha. You could hear him all the way there, huh? Because <laughs> James Harden is out of Philly. Buddha, a very, very happy man right now. I don't know how this trade's going to work, Gordon. I, you know, it's funny because how many basketballs are there in L.A.? You yeah. look there, you've got. Well, the nice thing is that nobody ever plays all at the same time. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> right? So you don't it's have true. to worry that way. Yeah, it's funny. It's kind of the same thing that the Nets thought of when they added Harden. Well, we know, you know that Kyrie's always hurt. And on the occasion that KD's hurt, mm -hmm. we got somebody that can help the other person score. And then what happened was, which they didn't realize because of the COVID situation, they both were out. So Harden right. ended up being there by himself, and we know how that turned out ultimately. Yeah, well, look, it, it was going to happen at some point. Uh, Harden always gets his way. He gets his way again. It, uh, the curse, of course, is that the Clippers will, at some point, they're now going to be the ones that are stuck with him. I don't know if it's in a month, in a year, whenever it is, but it, it will happen. And uh, I guess the Sixers got some, some flexibility. They got some assets for down the road. They got some financial flexibility. So if they want to make a trade – come trade deadline time this year at the end of the day they had to cut bait and, yes. and i think they did about as as best they could could given the circumstances that they were facing and the good thing for the six is also gordon all the i think just about all these players are you know in the last year of their deal so if it doesn't work out they can just let them go yep mm -hmm. so that's a pretty good yeah move. they get out from under uh doesn't tucker have a bad contract pj tucker yeah I he might so. he might so, but that's, uh, you know, that, that's that's about it. At the end of the day, it, it's about as best you could do. At the end of the day, it's addition by subtraction, and exactly. they're happy that Harden's exactly. gone. Exactly. That's the bottom line there. World Series, Gordon, it is uh, game number four. Texas leads 2-1, and they lead 11-1 as the Diamondbacks try to recover in the bottom of the eighth inning. And you know what? If you're Texas, Gordon, you got to get this over quickly because – uh, Garcia and Scherzer were both removed from the Rangers roster yeah. before game four. Garcia, mm -hmm. uh, left oblique strain, and Scherzer had back spasms, so they are done. They've been replaced. So if you're Texas, you need to wrap this up because if it goes long, there could be some issues. Yep, absolutely. And uh, the winning pitcher, assuming things remain the way that they uh, are right now, tonight for the Texas Rangers would be one Andrew Haney. Remember him, Larry? I do remember him. As a matter of fact, a ball that he – through at Yankee Stadium, went over my house about 10 minutes ago. Right. Was Buddha on top of that ball? Was he screaming? Is that how he heard? <laughs> oh, man. So uh, it's interesting to see what will happen. So Nathan Nivaldi is the game five uh, probable tomorrow night. He can, uh, you know, Close give Texas. A, yeah. yeah. Well, what a disappointing uh, series this has been for, yeah. for Arizona. But, you know, last night they have the, the guy thrown out the plate in the 0-0 game. They lose yes. that. And then. Uh, you know, even with Scherzer going down, you think, okay, and now with Garcia being out, you figure, okay, this might be a chance for them to even things up. 2-2 feels pretty good, especially with the Rangers pitching issues, and then the Rangers come in and Corey Seager another home run and Simeon with a home run, I think. So, um, yeah, tough. Down 3-1, chances are Diamondbacks are, are probably not coming back. Yeah, I don't think so. I really And if don't. the Diamondbacks come back, Chris Russo really is going to retire this time. <laughs> and those are our top stories that we'll chat about tonight on ESPN New York tonight. When we return, we'll dive into the Knicks just a little bit more and talk about how well they play. Go ahead, I'll just share this with you before we break. I'm watching the game. 
the Knicks are up, I think, at that point, maybe six, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And Tibbs waves Julius Randle back on the floor. And I'm you like, know, didn't you learn anything from last season? When he did that, Larry, <laughs> there was some cheering in the Damer household. I'll tell you why. Okay. Oh, I smell promo code Gordon. <laughs> we'll come back and find out that that's true next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hardenstein comes up to set up a screen. Quickly dribbles away from the screen. Seven seconds. Now it's Randall. Left side left wide open for three and knocks it down. Panel Keith, Alan Hahn on the call here on 987 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Julius Randall, 19 points, 10 rebounds. Gordon, a double-double in all four games this season. Second longest streak to start season in his career. Five straight from 2019 to 2020 when he burst on the scene with the Knicks. Very nice. Now. I know. There was some celebration in the Damer household when uh-huh. Julius Randle came back in that game. Uh-huh. It didn't seem, given the situation, uh-huh. I think most coaches would have allowed their star player to have a night off, considering Especially how on the back-to-back. Right. <laughs> but Julius Randle's over-under tonight was, uh, was 20 and a half. Uh-huh. And he was sitting at 19, Larry. Yes. So sure enough, he'd get back. He's going to take... It seemed perfect, right? This yeah. would be the game for him. Cleveland's all banged up, especially mm-hmm. up the, the front court. Randall's mm-hmm. been struggling. Got to get him going. And if I had not placed that bet, Larry, I'm sure he would have found another way to get into the basket. <laughs> but I did, and he didn't. Oh, no. And then, of course, he uh, got his legs tangled. I hope he's okay. Oh, God. It seemed like he, as soon as he saw that, he's coming out of the game. Ah, come on. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'm so he sorry. ends up with, uh, he finished with 19. Yeah, he finished with 19. Of course he is, did. Which is not what you needed. No, it's less than 20 and a half, as oh, everyone knows. Right. Yeah. Not debatable. No, no. If anything, you need a 21 would have been perfect. Right. A, two, more a nice little two-point shot. What would, come on, a little basket. You know. You know. A little, little shot underneath the bat, a little putback, something. A little bit, anything. Anything, anything. anything. And trust me, he was trying for it. He was going in there like a bull in a china shop. Yeah, he, he was. Tangled up his legs, and that was yeah, all she wanted. Not wrote. what you wanted. Not hey, what did, you wanted. Uh, I, I heard a little bit of Tibbs after the game. Did he? Did, did anybody ask him about Randall and his health? I did not see that. I'll have to check on that. Yeah, we'll check. I don't. I, I didn't hear. I, I, I tuned out. You know, I, I heard enough of him screaming on the sideline. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I just said. Uh, <laughs> Even on national TV. Arr, 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 arr. He's just barking. Always barking. 1-800-919-3776. Spikes in St. Pete. Spikes, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Promo Cord Gordon. Boy, that was free money tonight with that game. Uh, my, my, you know, I'm trying to figure out what's streaming. I went back and forth with Harvey. I texted Larry. Uh, it says they have a Nick tab there, but on the stream, they put the national baseball game on, which I'm really interested in, not. So I uh, said to my buddy this afternoon, Le- Levert's out. Uh, two hammies in the backcourt, Garland's out, and, uh, he played, the other guy played, and uh, the big guy was out too, right? Their center with the headband was out. Yeah, so. he hasn't played all season. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. But they they brought back Tristan Thompson, who's close to my age. So listen, <laughs> the two guys, this is rare, boys. It was very rare to have a home-and-home back-to-back. Yeah. You rarely see that in the NBA. But last year you saw they had a team come in and play two games in three days. It's crazy with the schedule. And a lot of back-to-backs. I'll take the win and move on. But it was free money. Uh, whoever bet that, it was pretty free money. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm not happy at all with the way the Knicks are playing. But they're 2-2, two and, two and it's a lot better than 1-3. and three. And we'll, we'll see what they got to win tomorrow night. You know, they, Absolutely. They just have to yeah, put this team away tomorrow night. But anyway, uh, listen, I'm glad you're on. Now I'm trying to figure out when I hang up, can I listen to the program or do I have to get the, the, the podcast tomorrow? But either way, it'll be good. And I got a kick out of uh, Buddha's uh, sixes. How does Harden pull this crap off? I mean, that's probably, on paper, the best team in the NBA if it's 2017. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. And, 
and two of those guys don't play at all. I stole that line from someone, but it's a pretty funny line. You know, you got, what, 34, 35, and two 33-year-olds or something? It's, so It's win, win now or not win at all. It's play now. Take the under over on how many games are left, divide it by four, and come up with your number, and you could probably place a wager. Anyway, boys, I'm glad I got on. It was an easy game. I expect another easy one tomorrow. And then we got to see what happens because that eight turnover game, the throwaway game the other day, they didn't even come out and try. And yeah. it was about as boring of an offense. I can't stand that weave, Larry. I can't. I know. Uh, Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson comes out. Uh, but Hardenstein showed some toughness tonight, and he got the win, and uh, and we'll see what happens. I'll talk to you tomorrow night, boys. All right, Spike. Thanks for the phone call. Gordon, I got to tell you, if you're Texas, and we we get to calls in a second, if you're Texas, you're, you're up 11-1. Mm -hmm. You have to make a pitching change, and now it's 11-5. It's a grand slam home run, in the, uh, not a grand slam, uh, a three-run homer. Fam gets a sack fly. Then Guerrero comes up with a three-run, three-run home run. It's eleven-five now. Yep. You, you're just like you know, you're trying, you're not trying, you're trying to conserve your pitching staff here. That yeah. Well, if they really want to make it interesting, they can get up uh, Araldis in the game, and <laughs> he'll he'll make it a uh, heartbeat time. Sure. I'm sure that will not happen. No, <laughs> sure I don't think so. That's not the guy. Happen. When it goes from 11-1 to 11-5 in a heartbeat, that's not the guy you're looking for. Not the guy you want. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Oh, good good evening, guys. Larry, GD, shout out to the company. Definitely wanted to chime in because I was, I was definitely laughing at, you know, your – your 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 prop your your little bet there, Gordon, because I could just imagine just being you know a person that laid a bet on R.J. Barrett to hit a over under, and you know they start to see him score 15 points and he's grooving, and then all of a sudden second quarter he's stuck on 25 minutes, and you know they didn't really need him, but you know just to you know just imagine from that standpoint, Gordon. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, look, um, it, uh, it sometimes feels like uh, the the world is operating against you that's for sure exactly. jose are you speaking from personal experience on that rj barrett uh, oh definitely not i'm just going in there <laughs> throwing out the hypothetical i can't i i don't make that income to you know just throw it away just, just throw it away on prop bets i can't do that i'm sorry <laughs> i hear you but um here's the uh situation with you know my with my guy tom Thibodeau. and the thing is is it it, it, it is a little very concerning, but you know what? To me, I, I understand it because he's still trying to get Randall into the groove and trying to get him to get back to that place, and we'll see if it works out. Cause I, and I think it can, um, because, uh, but it's gonna, I think it's going to be after this rough, um, tough game of schedules, but we'll see. But um, it, it, if this does continue where we're going to get more of the 19 and 10 Julius Randall that we get on the off years, um, from those all-NBA all, all teams, then, you know what, maybe we need to be a little bit more, you know, innovative on the offensive end, uh, on the offensive end. but we'll see how it works out. They didn't need it tonight. Cleveland was definitely shorthanded. And, by the way, I thought a superstar is supposed to overcome shorthanded situations. <laughs> I guess, you know, people are, you know, once again trying to convince me that Donovan Mitchell was just such a bad I um, that, that trade the Knicks turning down that trade was still such a bad idea. Um, hey guys, it, it, it's kind of over. We've already proven it last year. All throughout last year we were better. We proved it in the playoffs and we're proving it this year again. So have a great one guys. Thank you. Alright Jose, thanks for the phone call. Donovan Mitchell, uh, 11 of 20. He had, he had 20 points in 29 minutes. So it's not bad. It's just uh, he's not he, he's not that dominant player, Gordon. Which is you know, and listen, he's a fabulous player, fabulous mm -hmm. talent. Yeah, but he's not that he's not that superstar takeover game. That's why he's that's why Utah let him go. Well, I mean, he got off to a really good start. He had a big game. Uh, was it against Brooklyn? He had a pretty good game. Mm -hmm. uh, he did he had another good game against somebody else where he scored like forty something points. He's a really mm -hmm. good player. The problem is, is the word superstar. Yeah. It feels like it gets thrown out around a lot in the NBA, and, and, and there's not that many of them. No, and I don't think Donovan Mitchell is one of them. And I think no. the shelf life on the, the Knicks didn't make that try. I think that's already passed after the playoff series last year. Yeah, that's why his name keeps being popped up associated with Wow, the there's not that many. Who else is available, right? <laughs> At some point, you get to the end of the list, and you go back to the start of the list again. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I just, I mean, it, it's almost like 
it's not as bad as if he was still out there. But I mean, you know, they still do. well, you know, they, they he could he could they still got a chance, you know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Maybe things don't work out in Cleveland, and he'll come here. And you know, listen, I gotta tell you though something, Gordon. Strangely enough, I like this. I like the nineteen and ten from Julius Randle. Okay, I, I don't mind that. Other people need to get involved in this, especially when you turn the ball over eight times like he did in this previous game. Yeah. You have eight turnovers on your own. You know, I understand he's trying to go to the basket a little bit more, be a bit more physical, but, you know, he's got to be more efficient, Gordon. That's that's what I need from him. Yeah, that's not been the case so far this year. Even tonight, he was not yeah. really efficient. Yeah, but, that's, but at least he's trying to not shoot so many threes, so that's a good thing. That's a good thing. We'll continue the conversation here on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. L is in New Jersey. L, you are next on 98.7. What's up, fellas? How you guys doing? We're good. What's going on? What you got? Oh, man. Listen, you know what? First and foremost, shout out to Raider Nation. Love y'all. Second point. Fire Josh McDaniels. I, said that since, <laughs> I think that was the lead. I, 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 said, <laughs> I said that since the first time I called you guys, and I'm going to continue that banner. Fire Josh McDaniels. But uh, as a Raider fan, I'll just leave that to the side. It's, it's a New York show, so I just wanted to make a quick point about the Jets and that giant game. <laughs> as you know, you know, as ugly as that game was. And as terrible and all the criticism about Zach Wilson and everything else, you know, at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is a win, right? You know, there's a lot of people that could say, oh, well, did you like how you won? Or, you know, is there things about – the point is you won. So you you put that win, you put that feather in your cap for the Jets, and you keep moving forward, and then you go on to – the next game. I, I I honestly thought that the Jets might have done something like maybe get a Tannehill, maybe try to get like an Andy Dalton, uh, but they didn't. So they're rolling with Zach Wilson. You got the win as ugly as it was. So, hey, take it. It's a positive. Move forward and see what happens next week. Because one of the points that I made the last time I spoke with you guys was about being positive. So, hey, you mm-hmm. got to win. It's ugly. It is what it is. Put your hands up. Say, yep and move on to next week. And as long as the Jets lose to the Raiders when they come to Vegas, I'm happy with that. But <laughs> and, and and one last point about my, my about my Raiders is, honestly, guys, is, is it time for, for McDonald's to go? And I'm going to put that question to you guys, and I'm going to hang up, and I'm going to listen. One love always. All right, L, thanks for the phone call. Yes. That was done. You should have been in, in a word, yep. Yeah, he should have yeah. been out. Yeah, should have been out. Should have been. And no, listen, there's no question that we said it last night on numerous occasions. If you're a Jet fan, you take the win. You're not going to give it back. No. You don't care. It's no. a win. It's a right. win. But we're looking at it because our job our, as, analyst. as analysts sure. is to look at it and say, you know, here's what they could have done better. Here's mm-hmm. here's the situation. Here's what it is. So, no, you, as a fan, you take that. If you don't care, you've moved on. Mm-hmm. You know? Right now, you shouldn't even be thinking about that game. That game is over. Right now, you're trying to figure out, okay, will we have enough people blocking on the offensive line so that we can get a running or passing game going against a team that can put points on the board uh, next Monday night against the, the Los Angeles Chargers who are coming to town? Yeah, these these three games, you kind of lumped them all together. These are three games that once you got through the Eagle game, these are three that you should absolutely – there's no reason you don't win all three of these. Yeah. Now, yeah. the fact that the first one against the worst team was as close as it was does concern you a little bit, but you got the win, you don't have to play it again, and you move nope. on. You move on. Uh, Harvey, can you give me a little music? Give me a little celebration. Can you give me a little – we're taking you behind the curtain here. Mm-hmm. Give me a little celebration music there, Harvey. Let me know. Just hit it when you have it. A little cool in the game. Okay. Oh, this still is good. For my, this is for my guy, Buddha. Mm-hmm. Buddha in the Bronx. Ah. Buddha, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey. <laughs> we going to have a party. <laughs> you know 
<laughs> you ain't even right, Hunk, but you are right. <laughs> you listen, man. You know, as a sports fan for the last few years, I've, I've been felt uh, I've been held hostage. You know, first it's been Hal and Brian. You know, they've held us hostage, and they're going to continue to hold hold us hostage, which even makes the first hostage feel worse. You know, and I hate to use that in terms of you know with what's going on these days, but it's just a term. You know what I mean? I don't want to offend nobody out there. Um, look, Woody, Teflon Joe. <laughs> <laughs> the wordsmith Rob Sala and Silver Spoons. You know, they've also held me hostage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we can analyze everything. L, I hear you. I'm going to be optimistic and all that, but uh, I'm going to be realistic, too. <laughs> Where are we going? And then next year, maybe Aaron Rodgers comes back. But anyway, but Daryl Morey had me held hostage for a minute, you know, and um, he was being a, a, a buffoon. This is all his his doing. And his boy, you know, we finally got him out of there. You know, feel like Tommy Gibbs with Hell Up in Harlem. Don't it feel good to be free? You know what? <laughs> Nick Nurse needed an opportunity to coach. And I need to see what Nick Nurse could get out of uh, Joel. I mean, I, I'm I'm okay with trading Joel for the right package. And I'm okay with trying to see if you can get that one playoff run out of him. You know, every player that's been a great player that's won an MVP has had that one real playoff run. I mean, we've been waiting for him for a minute. But now, you know, the James Harden distraction, the Doc Rivers weather, he's lost his zip off his fastball, is all gone. Uh, the Ben Cinnamon is all gone. So, you know, let's see what happens out of this year. And I'll just say one quick point, you know, with the, with the Jets. I, on a positive note, you know, like Al is right, it is good to be positive sometimes. Look, there's going to be seven spots. You got KC is definitely going to get a spot. You got in that North division, you know, the Ravens are definitely getting a spot. Either the Browns or the Steelers are going to get one. Jags are getting one, you know, and the Dolphins are going to win that East. So basically the Jets, who they beat often for some reason, the Buffalo Bills, their competition for that last spot is going to be Buffalo or it's going to be Pittsburgh. If Pittsburgh, you know, gets to like 10 wins and then Buffalo gets to 11 wins, you know, Jets are not getting any playoffs. But, you know, the way the league is right now, we all know the guys who can actually really win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And NFL's got everything that they wanted. Every fan, how delusional we could be, or especially certain fan bases, you got the idea right now that your team has a chance because pretty much every team is pretty bad except for about five or six teams at the top. You're right, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. It, it is the ultimate in parody. <laughs> the National Football League, Gordon. Every, you know, really, there, there's a bunch of teams that have a chance. Uh, more so in the NFC than the AFC, but you still got a bunch of teams. But here's the here's the interesting thing for me about this is, is just for a second, I want to go back to the James Harden thing, Gordon. I, on TNT, they showed him walking into the uh, Clipper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw room. that clip. Yep. It wasn't like there was a whole lot. I mean, Russell Westbrook was like, "Oh, here's this guy." <laughs> <laughs> he had an expression on his face. Oh, here he is again. Damn, I was hoping he wasn't going to make it. Hoping he missed the flight. <laughs> it wasn't a, exactly, hey, no. what's up, Jimmy? Yeah, it was not <laughs> welcoming with all open arms, that's for sure. <laughs> nope, they weren't. They were not. They were not. Gordon, every Tuesday, you know, we should do a segment on this. It's called the Aaron Rodgers Update. Mm. Every Tuesday oh we get thank an Aaron Rodgers Update. Did he update. talk today? Oh, thank God. We got to hear from Aaron Rodgers. Oof. I was so worried I wasn't going to get the latest thoughts concerned? of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, man. He's got – he's talk, he talked medicine. Oh, thank God. He talked surgery. Oh. He talked family. Uh-huh. He talked uh, quarterbacking. Uh-huh. And uh, he was also – he played doctor at the Holiday Inn last night. Oh, fantastic. We'll share God, some of that with you next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Our special teams have been really, really good. We had a legit returner. We've been covering kicks well. Obviously, our defense has been incredible. And offensively, you know, we've gone through our struggles for sure. But like we say in, in golf, you know, they don't drop pictures in the scorecard. They don't really drop pictures in the standings either. A win is a win. And those ones seem to always count a little bit more late in the season. You know, being four and three now and coming away with a win in that ugly game is going to make things a little bit more interesting as we get into November and December. Aaron Rodgers hanging out with Pat McAfee as he does every Tuesday on ESPN. It's Hardesty and Damer on 98.7. 
Uh, going before we hear more from Aaron Rodgers, let's go to Taj in the story. Taj, what you got cooking, my friend? Uh, this is Taj from Astoria, the real Uber diver calling. Okay. What do you got for us? Yeah, Gordon, I called last night. I gave you a heads up that how the Knicks players are having a bad field goal percentage. So you're even lucky you got 19 from Randall. So today at least wow. he was hustling I, and getting some free throws. He didn't throws. get 21. I, I, I couldn't care less if he had zero. I, you know, in terms of the, the bet, that's concerned. I'm glad the Knicks won. Yeah, like I said, they, they got to come to Astoria Park, get some uh, shooting lessons from me, and maybe okay. we'll get those numbers up. All right. Thanks, Taj. Thanks for the update. We'll we'll do that. Um, you know, I mean, they shot almost forty five percent. That's not bad. Well, they shot yeah. a whole lot better than the Cavs did. Cavs yeah. couldn't <laughs> throw it in the ocean from three. They kept taking them. They kept missing them. Yeah, it was like, yeah, keep shooting. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Keep shooting. Get let's mm-hmm. get those long rebounds and go the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Gordon uh, Aaron Rodgers was asked about Kirk Cousins because he has also right. Achilles. So. Uh, McAfee asked Rogers, have you spoken with Cousins? And what, what was that conversation like? I talked to a couple different people yesterday who had mentioned that he might want to reach out. And I asked him to pass along his number and I actually got to talk to him on the phone yesterday. Passed along all the information I could and let him know what's been working for me. Not sure what he ends up doing, but also, unfortunately, you know, Al Woods and my buddy, my homie, my teammate had the same thing. And because the rehab's been great, because I feel so good, obviously people have been interested in what I'm doing. And, you know, I've just been passing along what's been working for me. Obviously, I'm a big believer in Dr. Elitrosh. Big believer in Heather and AA and her staff at Elite doing the rehab. So that's the direction I'd probably point anybody to do. But, you know, just depends on what they're willing to do and how much, you know, freedom they have to get out west. But definitely the type of surgery I did, I think it's going to be way more mainstream moving forward. It's not for everybody. It's not for every body type. All right. So uh, same as usual, Gordon, just updating, um, you, you know, he's he's he continues to be ahead of schedule which is you know good for the rehab for next year that's that's good uh but i mean listen if you are and i get if you're a jet fan you would love to see him come back i mean i get it i understand that because you expect to elevate your quarterback play substantially but i'm just saying gordon with the way this offensive line oh is, my and I, we said it last night yeah. we'll see you next year just draw take, draw me up the scenario and, and again What's this? They're not going to get any healthier along the offensive line. No. Between now mm-hmm. and then. No. 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 Not at all. Not at all. So, uh, you know, listen. Uh, let him continue to work. Let him continue mm-hmm. to, to rehab. Sure. That's a great thing. He's ahead of schedule. Beautiful. Beautiful. Because, you know, there's going to be times when he's not going to be ahead of schedule. <laughs> there's going to be wow. times when he's going to be on schedule. It just I, again, I just want somebody to draw up the scenario to me where it makes sense to bring him back this year. And it seems like it's something that's just being driven by him and his desire to show that he can do this to silence the haters or silence the doubters when it really should be about what's the best for the Jets in the long term. The best for the Jets in the long term is to keep him sitting uh, until next season. Right. Find a backup for him next mm-hmm. season. Yep. And make uh, you know make Zach number three. That's yeah. that. that and would by the be way, the did you see that Kirk Cousins? He showed. I guess the Vikings have some sort of like kids Halloween party. Yes. At their facility, mm-hmm. and there he was on his scooter. I guess he's already had surgery. I'm not sure if he's had surgery, but he's already on the scooter, holding uh-huh. like the one leg up, yeah. and he was there. I maybe he hasn't had surgery yet. I guess you need some time for the swelling to go down. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but right. he was the, the day after the injury. He still showed up and 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 made these kids' day. So uh, it seems like Kirk Great Cousins guy. is a really good dude. So th- nice, nice to see that. Yeah, and, and clearly, if he didn't show up, nobody could have really said anything because no. right, he just had a devastating injury. His season is over. His his future is in doubt, and yet he still showed up. So good for him. No question about it. Uh, Joe Douglas spoke to the media. Uh, he was asked about the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Days, weeks, a lot of calls, a lot of conversations. Ultimately, we only did one trade last week with McColl. A lot of calls. Obviously, there needs to be buyers. There need to be sellers. Um, you know, we made a lot of inquiries and just had a lot of discussions about a lot of different positions. But ultimately, didn't get any other deals done, and that's where we are. But excited about these uh, these next ten games. And 
you know, Samini made a great point. The Jets are in an uh, interesting situation here, Gordon, because they're kind of win right now, in a mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you, because of that, you don't want to give up all your draft draft picks in the future. Uh, so you kind of want to balance and you know see what what you can do because you know you're going to need Gordon. You're going to need some of these picks because you still have a lot of work to do on the offensive line. A lot of work to do there. Uh, yeah, uh, but there is. I do think that the Jets kind of have to make the playoffs this year with the way things have kind of broken down. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to be in the mix with a bunch of teams that also, you know, you can say the Jets have flaws, but th- there's a bunch of teams that have flaws, and there's going to be a couple of them that make the playoffs. You know, yep. I think it's clear the Chiefs are going to make it. The Bengals, I think, are going to make it. The Ravens clearly are going to make it. There's going to be te- one team from the South that makes it, which would be the Jaguars. Uh-huh. Dolphins will probably make it. So now you're battling with uh, the, the Steelers, the Browns. Uh, I mean, a bunch of teams that have some issues. Yeah. No Chargers. Yeah, exactly. So you, these are the you need to beat the Chargers Monday, as yep. you mentioned. And you they always beat, beat the, the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they've got another game against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They've got another two against your Dolphins. Right. And they've got another one with New England. What you would think at that point. I mean, what's well, New England going to be? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not taking anything for granted now. No, no, I'm not. I'm last not. game of the season. Could you imagine if it comes down to finally beating the Patriots the last game of the season? The Patriots are, at that point, what, 5-11? and 11? Mm-hmm. Speaking about a team that needs to have a come-to-Jesus moment before the trade deadline, what, what were they thinking? Yeah, exactly. They're going absolutely no place, and they couldn't trade anything away from that roster. That kind of tells you that there's nothing on that roster anybody wants. <laughs> That's what it tells you. It's very clear about that. Very clear about that. I, I feel like both the Jets and Giants kind of missed an opportunity. Uh, mm-hmm. The Giants, at least, they traded away Leonard Williams. They got a, a second-round pick there, so that's something of value. But they're going no place this no. year. Nothing. No. Come on. They should have They should have been, I think, a little bit more aggressive. Now, it wasn't a huge slew of trades, so it's, too t- it's tough to get on them too much. Mm-hmm. But they're going no place. No. And the Jets, they do have something to play for right now. You're telling me you couldn't have found a deal to go and get an offensive line? There's not a single deal to be made? It seems a little bit uh, hard to believe. Yeah. Well, I guess they felt, Gordon, that people knew how desperate they were and they were going to hold them up. So, you know, okay, but you are scenario, desperate. Yeah, yeah you, <laughs> you are. Know, there, there, there is some. What, what, what we're just going to let the the the, the kidnap victim, uh, you know, go by the wayside. I mean, like this season is is on the line right now. They need to. Mm-hmm. They needed to, and I think they needed something more than just Roger Saffold Jr. to to. Yeah balance out the offensive line i mean they need they need bodies there yeah they do they do so well they didn't they didn't get much done so we'll see what uh, what happens going forward this is this is who they got mm-hmm. so they'll have to hang in there with what they have obviously joe douglas was asked a lot about aaron Rodgers, of course so the first thing joe are you surprised at Rodgers' progress I've never had that injury, and again, I'm not a doctor. I can't speak to it, but everything I've heard is that just to see him be able to do some of the things that he's doing, again, it's not surprising. I think we all know the competitor the competitive makeup that Aaron has. And, you know, I think he said it before, like he has goals and he's going to chase those goals and he's going to put every ounce of effort into achieving those goals. And so, you know, nothing surprises me when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. All right, so do you expect them <laughs> he, back this Joe, year? Joe Douglas isn't a doctor, so he can't speak to it. Aaron Rodgers is not a doctor. He talks about it all the time. All the time. <laughs> all, all the time. All the time. But Joe knows better. Right. Yeah. Uh, is he coming back, Joe? I'm not going to put words in the Aaron's mouth. I mean, we're excited to see him progress through through his rehab, and we're taking everything day by day. And, you know, certainly we'll all be excited when he's back in the fold just as a person and the leader that he is. But I'm not a doctor, so I can't go into the specifics on the rehab, but we're expecting Aaron to be back. All right. So will he play this season? Let's try to, let's try to get you the answer this way. I have no timeline on, again, I'm not an expert, I'm not a doctor, I have no, no timeline to give you guys on him coming back, but it's just good having him around. When he's out there pregame, when he's, when he's around the team, you know, it's just, it's just good having him in the building. I'm not putting anything out there like that. Again, that's not my place, I'm not a doctor, and you know, I, I don't have anything, any breaking news for you like that. Is he a doctor? Do we, no. Have we been able to find out if Joe Douglas is a doctor? No, he's not a doctor a doctor okay we got no, that nailed no, down he's not a doctor okay good to know and, and he and, and and he doesn't even want to think like one <laughs> <laughs> right i am not going down that road absolutely 
Smart man. Yeah. Smart man. No question. That might be the smartest move at the trade deadline. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gordon, I want to hear from I'm going to hear from another quarterback when we return. You remember Daniel Jones? Who's this now? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. That's that, that does ring a bell. Yeah. He's the giant signal caller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got some questions that we want to find out about his injury situation as well. Harvey will handle those negotiations next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. He's Gordon Damer. I'm Larry Hardesty. We call it ESPN New York Tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Still have time to chat with you. 1-800-919-3776. Gordon, before we talk about Daniel Jones, let's uh, go back to the phones. Uh, let's go to Little Buddha in the Bronx. Little Buddha. What's up, LB? What's up, my guys? I missed y'all, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I hear did, you. I we did, missed I, you, too. I got to Damon did last week with his family. I just came back from Las Vegas. Very nice. Nice little trip, huh? Yeah, yeah. Nice vacation. Uh, I went to Club Jewel my last night there, and I saw five Raider players. God, those guys are like three times bigger than me. <laughs> All <laughs> wearing that diamond, gold, uh, diamond chain thing, Raiders on them. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. You figure fun. with their performance but, this uh, season, the last thing they want to do is identify themselves as Raider players. <laughs> uh, they don't care, Gordon. They, I they guess. got the VIP, you know what I'm saying? So they got, got their you. own room and right. everything. But, but, uh, the owner, guys, he doesn't even need to have anything that identifies him as the Raiders. That haircut shouts it for a mile away. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Facts. Facts. <laughs> so just to let you know, um, 95% of tourists out there all wearing Raider jerseys, 1%. Rams, 1% 49ers, 1% Cowboys, and 1% Cardinals. That's pretty much it. You know right. what I'm saying? I got you. But um, anyhow, I, I, I wanted to, to say something quick, man. This is what I love about Gordon. This is what I love about Larry Harvestein. Separates him from the other guys from ESPN. He could, all, he could, always, he could also include Stephen A. Smith. So the NBA season just started. Why is everybody saying the Bucs is going to the NBA Finals and winning? I, I mean, and, and this is what I love about Larry. Larry's more like, all right, let's calm down, everybody. Let's see what happens because these teams can make it all the way if they stay healthy. That is the key word. What happened to the Bucs last year? Best record in the league. First round they lost. Why? Because they helped. And, and, and why is everybody saying Boston and Milwaukee going all the way? What about the Nuggets? They won. What about Miami? They took two out of five the last five years. They was the NBA championship. That's why, to me, as a Knicks fan, I won't be surprised if the Knicks make it to the championship this season. You Will wouldn't be, be surprised? Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't because based on the health. Now, don't get me wrong, Gordon Larry. I, 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 you know, I wish these teams played at their best at their health, but – you know, unfortunately, that's not going to happen by the end of the season in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So, once again, which leads me back to Larry. That's why I love about Larry, because Larry's the only one from ESPN Raiders that's like, all right, let's calm down, everybody. Let's see what happens. Let's see how, how the health is. You know what I'm saying? Well, to be I mean, fair, Lord Buddha. Close to saying what Larry's saying was like, okay, but that's pretty much it. To but be fair, Lord Buddha. To be fair, Lord Buddha, and and thanks for the thanks for the call and thanks for the kind words, but Gordon is the same way. And and it's because, see, Lord Buddha, when you've been around, I'll speak for me here, when you've been around as long as I have, and you see great teams, and you see just from experience, the season is too long to start talking about, you know, definites. Now, in our business, people like Stephen A, people like, you know, uh, other analysts that we have. Or Richard Jefferson and company, uh, they are asked to give predictions. So right. they have to. So, you know, they have to say, listen, you look at I'm looking at the talent on this on this team. You look at what Dame Lillard brings to the table, Gordon, you add him to Giannis, you add him to Middleton and what they have. I mean, that's a pretty good team. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so you would say, Yeah, they've got a shot. You look at Boston. I mean, you add you add Porzingis, who is really the fourth option on that team. That's how deep that team is. He's the fourth option. And you look at what has hurt them previously, it's the fact that, you know, 
uh, Tatum and Brown are really, Gordon, the same player. And they really play the same position. So they both don't seem to be able to be effective and play off each other because they're mirror images of each other. So now you bring in the Drew Holiday. And, okay, Drew Holiday decides who takes the last shot. Drew Holiday improves them defensively. So that's why you hear people say, you know, in theory, this should work. And as you mentioned, you're right, Denver. You know, Denver hasn't changed. And then the West is like, I mean, God, Gordon, you can talk about anybody in the West. You can talk about, you know, uh, Phoenix with the changes that they've made. You know, the Clippers have now added James Harden. The Lakers added a couple of players. Uh, you know, so the, the West, we haven't even talked about Sacramento, who won a deep run. And Gordon, I haven't mentioned Golden State. <laughs> so right. th- there's just so many different teams that are out there. So that's why, Little Buddha, you hear that situation because we're asked to make predictions. But for me, when you just, you know, yeah, you get off to a 4 and they'll start, and all that, you know, just relax. It's, it's I've, not, I've not heard people saying, oh, it's over, it's going to be the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks are in the conversation with the, the teams you mentioned, the Celtics, the Nuggets, the, the Suns, you know, maybe another team or two. Uh, I will say, a little Buddha saying he would not be surprised because of injuries. He would not be surprised if the Knicks made the NBA Finals this year. Boy, that – Guys better have their life insurance paid up. The amount of injuries it's going to take for them. the Knicks in the NBA Finals. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Yeah, that, that's going to be that. That's unless Little Buddha knows that a trade is coming. <laughs> it's Gordon. going to have to be a whale of a trade. It Here's is. the thing: the Knicks have put together a nice little team, and yes. and they'll win their their slew of games, and mm-hmm. they'll be they should be a playoff team, and they could mm-hmm. win a playoff round. They're not built to do anything more than that. Yeah, they aren't. And, and, and that's think, what you're, That's why everybody's talking, when are they going to get the superstar? When are they going to get a superstar? Who's the superstar going to be? That's when you can start to think a little bit further down the line, conference finals, NBA finals. But until that, they're, they're kind of where they're at. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But I think uh, fans like Little Buddha, Gordon, look at last year. Right. Okay, here they look at Miami. Playing team makes a, makes a run. Mm-hmm. Okay, you look at uh, – I mean, look at the Knicks. If, if if they found a way to have beaten Miami, Gordon, they're, you know, they're in a, a final against a, a Boston team that they had success with against last season. So right. I think that's where fans try to get – you know, you get you get sucked in, right? You get – you know, well, see, this could happen again. Look, 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 what, look what Miami did. Look what this team did. But those things – a lot of things have to go right for you to be in that situation. A lot of things. And, and that's what sometimes the fans miss. A lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things. We talked about Daniel Jones earlier, Gordon. You know, a lot of, a lot of conversation about Friday and Sunday with Daniel Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was ruled out Friday that he couldn't play Sunday, but then Sunday he was cleared. And people are like, well, wait a minute. If he was cleared Sunday, he could have right. played and right. all this other stuff and whatnot. So, Daniel Jones, uh, what happened between Friday and Sunday? I met with the doctors, you know, in the week and didn't pass the test at that point. And I was closer, but still hadn't passed the test. And then, you know, all the doctors come to the game. So, I met with them at the game and got cleared for this week. So, yeah, I was, was happy about that. But, yeah, I mean, I went through the test throughout the week and couldn't pass. So, they didn't feel, you know, good about clearing me last week. But Sunday, I met with them again, and, and they felt good about clearing me for this week. be honest with you, Gordon, and I said this Sunday night. And... I understand that Mara and Tish are very protective of what they put on the field, okay, as far as tanking. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get that. I understand that. They, they really, you know, they, they don't like that. There's other owners who don't care. They care about that. But, Gordon, I got to tell you, the man's – and I know it's not the same injury, but, Gordon, this is a – he's had two types of neck injuries. Mm-hmm. And I know the offensive line is playing better. But, Gordon, I'm not going anywhere at 2-6. and six. Why am nope. I rushing to put Daniel Jones no back idea. on the field? I have no idea. Makes no sense to me. Makes no sense to me. I mean, I'm paying this guy $40 million a year. Why am I rushing to put him back? I don't know. I, I mean, look, there'll be a more competitive team with him out there. Sure. Um, and if you don't want to, if you want to have a competitive team, at least you'll have a fighting chance, though they haven't really had a fighting chance even with Daniel Jones in there. Um, but 
Yeah, I guess that they – what I don't understand, why even check him out on Sunday yeah, exactly. if you've already ruled him out on Friday? Yep. Did you know that you were going to check him out on Sunday? If, if you did, why did you rule him out on Friday? Why not just right. make him a game-time decision on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. Or you could have cleared him Monday. <laughs> right. Cleared him yesterday. Right. Doctors working on a Sunday? What are we doing here? <laughs> you know, I, I just don't. Harvey, let me ask you. You're the resident Giant fan. Are you are you happy that Daniel Jones is back, or would you rather just look? I, let, let's get Tommy DeVito some passes during the week. Let's see what he can do, and uh, you know, let's see, you know, let's let's take our chances. I'm happy with anything at this point. Um, I don't mind Daniel Jones coming back. My only issue is uh, how long is he going to be here for, and conversely, how quickly will he be injured because he's got the Raiders this week. I believe he's got the Cowboys after that, and then the Patriots afterwards as well. I'm going off the top of my head. But either way, this O-line is still in shambles, so he's going to be playing behind that with wide receivers who can't get much separation. Saquon Barkley is basically their offense, and I'm not sure how much he's learned watching Tyrod Taylor from the sidelines, so he's got to like at least replicate what he's done, if not do better than that, and see if he can muster up anything because he's here until next year. After next year, it's, it's still up in the air whether he's a future QB, which I doubt. So, um, look, after watching Tommy DeVito last weekend, I'm sure I don't think he's got much of a shelf life as a QB in this league. So just give me Daniel Jones. Give me something that can at least push the offense up the field somehow. Okay. I hear you, Harvey. You know, And, and once again, Gordon, I, I, I don't expect – Harvey or any Giant fan to tell me I'm rooting for my team to lose. I, no, I got of course that. not. It's it's tough in the moment to do it's that. Tough. But the things but that are good term. for you long term are always tough in the moment. Yep. Like yep. going to the gym every day. That's hard in the moment. Or eating right. Right? Yeah, I want a cheeseburger and some pizza. But in the moment, it would be a lot easier to do that. But I'm not going to do that because I'm thinking about what's best for the long term. And, and the best for the long term for the Giants is to lose as many games as they can this year. Yeah. It would be. It would be. I mean, right now, they were what I think fourth or fifth in the mm-hmm. draft yeah. right now, right now, you know, and um, you know you're gonna win some games. The, the, the worst thing they could have is that year that the Jets had with Adam Gase, where yes. it was over before it even really began, and then they yeah. won some games late and that's right and messed up the spot and they messed it all up. Yeah, right that's now right. they're fourth. They are tied with uh, Chicago right now. Arizona has the the top pick at one and seven. Chicago has the second pick. That's the one from Carolina. That's at one and six. Then Chicago has their own pick at three, and then the Giants are at four, followed by New England and Green Bay. That win that made the coaching staff and the players happy for the Jets turned into Zach Wilson, where it could have been Trevor Lawrence. And right. if it's well, Trevor that, that, Lawrence, that, that was the second year. I'm talking about the first year oh, okay. of, of, yeah. of Gase, where they were. I think they were one and. One and five or one and six, and then they won some yeah, games down the, the stretch that year. Went on the roll, and they and they finished like seven and nine. You think right? It, it was Great completely meaningless. Team. It had absolutely. It was not anything you could build on. And if anything, if they had went two and fourteen that year, maybe they didn't. Gase wouldn't even be back for the second year. That's right. But then they messed it up the second year again. Right, they messed it up the second year too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, what the Jets has been over the years. A lot of mess-ups. It's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. When you've not made the playoffs for as long as they have not made the playoffs. It's rough. It's rough. It's rough. Conversation continues on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. You know what, Gordon? It is um, It's real interesting. I'm watching this Phoenix-San Antonio game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Phoenix... <laughs> Bradley Beal has still yet to play. <laughs> he's sitting on the bench. This is unbelievable. Uh, and and I, I believe he's legitimately injured. Mm-hmm. And I hope so because otherwise, you know, there's issues. The NBA doesn't like it when their stars sit on right, nationally sure. televised games anymore. Cracking down. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, the, the Spurs are you – know, obviously, Wimbledon changes them a lot. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's still a young team. And so – you know, they're learning how to win and, you know, games like this against, uh, you know, teams that have a little bit more experience are, and, and, James, and James Harden, 
Uh, Kevin Durant's having one of those nights, you know, where he's just almost practically unstoppable. Um, so it's it's, but you know, a couple of years, Spurs are going to be Spurs are going to be interesting. They're going to be interesting. It's going it's going to take a minute because they're coming out of the West and it's still very, you know, very uh, competitive out there. But they're, they're going to be okay. Yeah, one Buyamba is fascinating to watch. Like when he's on the court, you just can't take your eyes off of him. No, he is. He is. He is something. He's. He's um, he's getting a lesson though from Durant. Oh, of course. Know, which which is so good for him, a- and it's tough because you know he's one of his idols. Mm-hmm. So now you get to play against one of your idols. There's a little apprehension, you know. And one of the things that you notice about him, because he's so tall, Gordon, is when he puts the ball down, everybody t- tends to swarm on him. So mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting how he makes that adjustment to his dribble. He may have to limit his dribble. Uh, you know, to you know, like when he's out there trying to shoot threes, that would be the time that he would do it and be more, you know, aggressive with putting the ball on the floor as opposed to, you know, when he's in the crowd because, I mean, Durant took it from him a couple of times. So there's, there's little things that he'll learn about. Uh, 19 years old, right? I mean, he's yeah. got a lot of learning to do, and, and he's in a good spot where if there's ever going to be uh, no spotlight for a guy as big as he is and as big a name mm-hmm. as he is and the first pick of the draft like he was, yep. that's a good spot to go to. It is. It is. And he's going and to he had he had a stretch. I don't remember the game that they were playing, but they had a stretch that I saw of him in like a two-minute window. Mm-hmm. Where he, I mean, he was doing just ridiculous things, blocking a shot, hitting a three, dunking on a guy. It was he's he's fascinating to watch. I just hope that he his body holds up over time yeah. because he is just so tall. But mm-hmm. uh, he's definitely he's definitely got skills. He's not the the big guy who's a stiff who doesn't he's developing his talent or I mean he is developing his talent, but he's got real talent. In other words, he's not the guy the Knicks drafted that Vince no. Carter dunked on. No, no, it's not. No. How could we forget? Uh, we try though. Yeah, we definitely try. We definitely try. So, Gordon, I got to tell you, I I know that the the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers didn't have everybody uh, healthy tonight, but for me, it was more about what the Knicks were going to do, how they were going to shoot. Because, and here's who I, I'm really watching. I'm really watching Jalen Brunson. Because he played in, you know, in the little tournament over in, in the summer, mm-hmm. and I, I, it's it, his shot looks his shot looks a little off, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to it's going to take him a little time to get going again. Uh, and I wonder if they're going to have to think about some minutes for him as well going forward, you know, because I I think he's going to get tired a little bit later in the season, Gordon. He he performed a while in yep. the off season. Well, if they do need to dispel him a little bit more, it's nice that uh, quickly has come out and uh, has hit the ground running. Yeah, he has. After the whole thing with the contract and everything else, uh, he is uh, showing why he he deserves to get paid. So uh, he's looked really good, and it looks like he's taking another step forward. So um, we'll see if if that continues. And I think R.J. Barrett, I think he's kind of having – he didn't have a great night tonight Mm -hmm. overall. Uh, but I think last year we, we were kind of hoping that he was going to take a step forward. Yes. And, and maybe this is the year that that's actually going to happen for him because he's looked he's – looked, uh, I'll say this. He's looked a whole lot better this year to start the year than he did last year. Mm-hmm. No question about it. And I think he got a little confidence, Gordon, playing in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, he, he looks a little different. He looks more aggressive. He looks more confident. The shot is falling earlier for him. Mm-hmm. So – I still wish he would do a little better job finishing. He has improved. I wish he would do a little better job finishing around the rim where he would get some more and ones and hit the free throws. But, uh, you know, I like what I've seen so far from him, and he's kind of picked his spots too. He's done a little better where he's not just, you know, pounding the ball and going to the basket all the time. He's looked up. He's looked to pass a couple of times. So he looks to be a little – he looks to be a little better than, than what we saw from him last year. Now – the big thing for him, like the rest of the team, Gordon, is, you know, be consistent. Yeah, that was a big problem for him last year. Never felt like you you got the same type of play game in and game out. Like if right. he had a good game one night, it was it was something the next night. So, um, look, to get the win tonight, you were playing a shorthanded team. You're, it's a team I think you are better than. You were better than them last year. You were better than them in the regular season. You were better than them in the playoffs. So, 
go and take care of business and kind of keep your head above water. I think that there is still a little bit of a feeling out process. Sure. Uh, because Randall coming off the, the ankle thing, I think that's also an issue. So anything that they can do to kind of keep their head above water and, and with Tibbs, it feels like things get better as they go along in course of the mm-hmm. season. At least that's been the case here um, as, as the Knicks coach. So hopefully that's going to be the case again this year. I'm waiting for Hart and uh, DiVincenzo yeah. to show me something a little bit. I'm waiting mm-hmm. for those two guys. Once once they get to start going and, you know, they understand they're playing alongside, getting minutes and, you know, figure out who's going to play with who and, Right. You know, I think I'm, it it, it, re- it requires the, the the bigger pieces to get themselves situated first before they really know what role they they're going to fill. Right. You know exactly. How many exact what exactly are they going to need? And, and sometimes it changes from night to night, but um, it might take a little while there. It might. It might. But uh, you know, so I'm so I'm looking to see what, because that's going to see that's going to really help the starters, obviously. But the main thing was, Gordon, when you look at this Nick team last year, the bench really helped them a lot. I mean, the mm-hmm. bench was huge for huge. this team. Yeah. Especially on the road, which is why they, they – and they're in the situation where they're right that they're not like that again, where they've won more road games than home games. And that's part of the reason. The bench was big for them last year. So I'm really curious to see how that bench is going to go. And I'm, I'm still curious uh, to see how, when Randall gets in foul trouble against bigger teams, what does Tibbs do? That's what I'm looking to see. That 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 is a good question because Obi's not there anymore, right? No, Obi's not there, and he's supposed to be doing pretty good down in uh, Indy. You know, I was just looking at the box score. I didn't realize everybody on the next play tonight except one guy, Larry. Uh, would that be uh, <laughs> Mr. Fournier? Yeah, yeah, he's the only one. Coach's decision. <clears throat> yes, yeah. it was. Yes, yes, it was. Uh, as it always is. <laughs> yes, as it is. As it tends to be. Yeah, as it tends to be, and Gordon, that's not going to change. No, I, I just it. don't know. I, how does that play out? I mean, they got to they got to do something. Yeah, I mean, he's expiring contract. They got to use that somehow. Yeah. But what that, what value does that have? That's going to be interesting at the trade deadline to see what happens. Maybe it'll take an injury to a team. Maybe that they can make a move to free him up and and ship him out of here. Mm-hmm. Enough. Gordon, we joke about him, and, and we joke about him, even though his defense is no joke. But we joke about him. But I feel bad for him. This is an yeah, NBA tough, pro yeah, who's right. not able to play. No. And this is going to be year two where he's not playing. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right. I'll be checking you out tomorrow morning to uh, let me know what happened while I was sleeping, Gordon. So, uh, See if do James good Harden gets that. traded again. You never know. You never know. He might just walk out. <laughs> i see you tomorrow, my friend. All right. Sounds good, Larry. Julian Harvey, thank you very much. Good night, everybody. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.